I always roll in late. I'm like the queen of sliding That's in. okay. It makes me feel not too bad because I'm the late one. <laughs> Jill, not, she was early. I know. I know. I knew she would be too. <laughs> Welcome to Just Listed. Uh, and Joe, why don't you introduce yourself and then our guest. Uh, Joanna Viez is Real Estate by Joe. This is our podcast. We talk about a lot about life and a little about real estate. Um, our last segment, we talked about boss lady or boss girl. And so today we have a special guest. Her name is Jill Wagner from Integrity Title. Yay! This Woo! is like our first guest on the yeah. podcast. I'm excited. Ooh, do I get an award? Um, yes. I think I we'll have make a... You one sucker or something or a piece of candy okay, or okay. okay you get a pen <laughs> it's in a package now nobody nice. touched it good we recently talked about um boss lady or girl boss or whatever um so want to know from someone who really is a boss lady started your own business jill uh how do you feel about that phrase first of all i guess i like it you do it's yeah. a good thing okay yeah you know it's really funny when you have a client who, you know, doesn't like what your answer is. And so then they say, could I talk to your boss? <laughs> sure. What is his name? <laughs> Does that really happen? Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a man's world. Uh-huh. And then I say, well, you've reached the top. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Right, right. They don't know what to do. Isn't and it sad though? It's it, age it is. Or flattering because you're like, I know I can be a woman and a boss. Amazing. Right. And a mother. Yeah. Uh, and oh, all the things. And yeah. a grandma. And successful at all of them because that's the other thing I have personally ran into and I see is people are like, oh, so you're super busy and you have kids? Like, mm -hmm. oh, so they must suffer. No. I noticed it when, when my husband and I first started having our kids, because if we were out somewhere, they always asked me, or if I was just out somewhere, where are the kids? Where are the kids? What, who's got the kids? I would tell them, oh, I left a dish of food on the floor and some water. They're fine. <laughs> and they'd be like, what? And like, of course I didn't do that. But they never asked my husband. Right. Ever. No. It was like, okay. And I was reflecting on that a lot this past weekend because um, my grandma passed away in January, but we had her um, service this past weekend. And she was an out-of-the-home worker when that was not a thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was in the 60s. And they called her Sarge because she was in charge of everything. So she was... That's awesome. I, I never really thought about it because she, she worked in an office as an administrator for years and years, and then also would come home and she was in charge of all the get-togethers, what was going on with the kids, you know, all of that stuff. She did it all. Right. So you know, did they call you Sarge at the office, Jill? No. no. They will now. No. No. <laughs> Doubt it. So tell Doubt us a little it. bit about your daily life and running into things like that as a as a boss lady or boss woman. First of all, what do you prefer? What it, would you Do you think boss lady or boss girl? I'm not a girl. So you like boss lady. <laughs> Way beyond the girl stage. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. I just love what I do. So it makes it really easy for me. I have worked in different jobs since high school and through college and after college and learned a lot from other people that employed me. And I learned a lot of what I didn't want to do. Okay. Uh, I think it was always important to me as family. Uh, my mom 
worked as an administrator in the Alex School District for years. She still works for you now, right? She comes in, 84 years old. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was a, a great mentor for me and my sister, even so my brother. Expound on that. Well, she worked her full head off, you know, school board meetings, full-time job, and yet juggled three kids. Mm-hmm. And so we were active. All. Yeah. And so... Having grown up in that atmosphere, it was easy for me to follow that lead. So you could transition from, of course, I'm going to be a confident woman. Of course, I'm going to be able to hold down a fort and take care of my kids and family. Because your family, your business is pretty family oriented. Your husband works there. Yes. Your son works there. Your daughter-in-law works there. Yes. And then the little, we get to see the little grandson. He comes in. Landon. He has (laughs) his own desk. Yeah. Jill, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned she owns Integrity Title here Mm -hmm. in Alexandria. So um, when you started that, can you tell us about when when you started it and how? Yeah. So how long have you owned it? Since 1999. Wow. I actually worked for two other title companies in Alexandria. Um, The last one that I worked for actually gave me the opportunity she was starting a title company, didn't have the knowledge to run that side of the business. She was an appraiser. Aww. So she offered me the opportunity to come in, work for her, and build that business at the same time I was building my reputation. And we set a price of the value of that business when I started working for her. So I worked for her for seven years and then bought her out. So 1999, oh, cool. I bought her assets, changed the name because I wanted to establish my own identity. And here we are. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Then you had a set goal that you worked for you knew exactly, not just, oh, I want to own this someday. Nope. I know what it's going to take to get there and I'm going to have myself do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Because that was back in 1991. So you've had a lot of employees since then or like not a lot, but like transition through. So how does that work? Like the hiring process and and, you know, how do you find the perfect fit or do you? It's hard. You know, I've got such a great group of people and they're like an extended family. I call all of them my kids, even the newest employee who's only like six weeks younger than me. We call her mama, but I still call her one of my kids because it truly is a family. When you're in a small office like that, it's very tight-knit. You work together. You know each other's, you know, what's happening outside of the office, and it really has to flow. Okay, so that's a good, I like that segue. So that's where I struggle because it's like, how much do you want to know or should you know about their personal lives? Like, what's... What is the best advice you have for that? Like, where do you draw the line or do you need to? I let them choose. You know, how much do they want to share with me? You know, how much do they want me to know? And And I feel the same way. So do you, when you say, do you have like a Monday meeting or just a meeting or is it just open door? Do you walk by? Like, how do you engage to, to hear about their personal life, but not infringe? Every day. Every day, my door is open, whether it's to my employees or my customers or clients. I've always had an open door policy. Call me. I, I want to fix something if it's broken. And my employees know that. And they're very comfortable. And they'll talk amongst themselves. And it's okay. You know, I, I worked in a place where you didn't 
talk to anybody else. And that was really difficult. I, oh, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. No. <laughs> it, it would just not feel. They'd see me talking to my wall. Like something's wrong with her again. <laughs> but I mean, there is Joe, a limit. Okay? Yep, it's normal. I have to talk. I know. There is a limit, like you said, Joe, because you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, even whether or not you're their superior or not, there's kind of that. I don't know, the thing that you end up building over time where mm-hmm. you know what you're willing to share with everybody at work right. and what you really want to hear from somebody, you know, how much you want to hang out outside of work and in what right. type of environments and what aren't okay. Right. You know, it's a big trust. Mm-hmm. It's a huge trust factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing of it is, is I trust everybody that's under my roof in the fact that, you know what, they work hard and they may need that 10 minutes to vent. To somebody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe something isn't right at home. You just give them that time, but you know they're going to turn around and still get their job done. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that's valuable to know that no. because mm-hmm. then you know that they're battling something. Right. right. You know. Do you ever have anybody challenge your authority? No. Wow. That's I really impressive. don't. Well, it's because I don't think I come across as an authoritarian. Right. I always like my people to think we're a team. Mm-hmm. We're all equal. We're all working towards the same goal. Correct. Mm-hmm. And they, a couple of my employees have been surprised when I've jumped in to help them. And they're like, well, I never had that before. And it's like, but you know what? We got to get it done. And I have some time and I'm going to help you. And they do the same thing back. Right. And you're so calm. Your demeanor is so calm. Do you think you had that always? No. Or do you? Th- okay. No. <laughs> Good. Makes me feel better because no, I no. feel like I'm a little bit of a hot mess all the time. <laughs> it comes with age. <laughs> Believe it or not, I know I have pretty much seen it all and heard it all working in real estate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have the happy, happy times. You have very sad times and a death. You have very... Difficult times in a divorce situation, and it's just a matter of being there and letting people talk through what they need to. Within your office (laughs) or in any environment that you're working, um, because maybe it's not always in your office, but how have the responses to your role been different between men and women? Have, Have there been, you know, men who don't accept your authority or... Even women, because sometimes I think women have more of a problem with women, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a few, the local attorneys, title companies, realtors, it's good. Mm -hmm. We've got great camaraderie in the real estate industry. We work well together, but we're seeing a lot more of the out of area coming in. Number one, they don't think we have running water up here. Yeah, I know. Rocks and cows. I know. Rocks and cows. They don't. And so they're like, what do you mean I need a septic inspection? Yeah, what is that? What is that? Well, can't you get that for me? Yeah. yeah. Or what do you mean there's a well on the property? Yeah. I, what? <laughs> and so they think we're dumb then. Mm-hmm. And they don't like to hear what we have to say. And uh, it's men and women both. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. I think it's because we are rocks and cows. Mm -hmm. I had somebody, (laughs) we were selling a lake property, and he asked me what the association dues were. And I said, it's not an association. And he goes, how can you have lake property and not have an association? I said, I'm not even going to answer that. Yeah. (laughs) They don't understand owning your own piece of property. 
Some well, it's just some of it is yeah. like, whoa, you got a license? You have a license? <laughs> Agreed. So that's Agreed. that's from people outside of our area. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. It really is. The camaraderie, the community of Alexandria and the outlying it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. I was born and raised here, went to college in Moorhead and came back because this is where I wanted to be. Right. So as a female leader and business owner and boss lady, <laughs> you obviously get some calls where people are challenging. Oh, yeah. And so how do you deal with that? And breathe. S- breathe. Just breathe. And just let them talk? I let or? them talk. And then I... I Try to kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, let them. I could see you being really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, she's got that very sweet voice, right? And she's so calm. Her demeanor is so calm. Uh-huh. Let me get you, Amy. <laughs> but but it is. You know what? They maybe are having a problem at home too. Right. You just don't know what the situation is. And they will. They'll challenge me, and you just let them, and then I'll come back and say, but this is why. And and just explain why. And usually by the time we're done, they've calmed down. They're thanking me. They're appreciative. They didn't understand. And maybe they had been challenged. And right. that's why they're so upset in the first place. Don't take it personal. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't. One of the four agreements. You don't take it personal. Like, it's not me and they're not mad at you. It's something else in their life. Yep. So you just, you literally let them do it. In a sense, you do a mind block. Like, this isn't, you're not doing this to me, although they're doing it to you. But they're not, you're not taking it personal. Like, do your thing. Right. And then when they're done, you're like, okay. So we chat about this. Right. Because you don't know their situation. How, how would you describe uh, your management style? Because, you know, you always have, like, there are some people who Boom, are micromanagers. Like, <laughs> because some people are micromanagers because I feel like they're threatened. Yep. You know, but you always hear the best leaders have the smartest people around them and just let them do their job but are there. And that's what I envision you doing. But how would you describe your management style? I do have great people. Yeah. And they know what their job is. And they get it done. Yeah. I don't have to be standing over anybody telling them, okay, this is what we need to do today and this is what we need to do today. They all know their position in the company. We all have Google Calendar. It's so <laughs> So easy. do I. It's amazing. It is. It's <clears throat> so easy to look and we've got it color-coded. You know where every file is at. You know, there's times where somebody may have to ask somebody where something is at, but I do not have to be telling anybody what to do. They know. They know deadlines. They know the importance of people moving, getting into their home. It's awesome. So training, that's a good question. So if you're a management style, who does your training? Do you train them? Yes. And so is that like a couple month process? Do they sit with you? Do they walk with you? How do you do that? It takes years. Oh, yeah. It takes years to learn this because every situation is different. Right. What's nice is if they have a real estate background, they understand the basics, the purchase agreement, the deeds, the documents. It's just a matter of tweaking them and letting them learn my style and how I want things to flow. And it is. It's a matter of them working with me side by side, starting doing closings, taking a file from start to finish, and asking questions. And I don't ever want anybody to feel offended if they think 
they should know something, always ask the question. I would yeah. much rather fix it than you be too embarrassed to ask me. Sounds like our style is delegation. I think you do a really good job of delegating and giving them the trust that they know they're doing it right. And if they don't, just ask. Right. It's super comfortable. Right. Right. Because if they felt like they couldn't and then they're just kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, doggy paddling and struggling and, it, you know, it really ends up being your reputation on the line, Jill. Right. I mean... And that's so when you have good people, then people know, wow, you've got good people under you, working with you. They can trust them as much as they would trust you. And that's really the goal. It's huge. Yeah, it is huge. And I always tell them if somebody within the office maybe sees sees a typo I made, please point it out. Yeah. Let's correct it. Yeah. You know, no matter who it is. Yeah. Double check my work. I'm not insulted. No. Everybody's mm -hmm. human. We Mm -hmm. all are. And things do happen, right? Mm-hmm. They do. But if we can catch it within ourselves, don't point fingers. You know, I worked in a place at one point where, well, she did it. I didn't do it. You mm-hmm. know, own a mistake. Okay, so own perfect it. example. So you said don't point fingers. So how do you as a leader mm-hmm. establish not pointing fingers? So let's say you see a mistake, something mm-hmm. that probably shouldn't have happened. I mean, whatever. It's a mistake yep. though, right? So how do you say, oh, let's correct this? How do you not... Get them to be accountable and learn from their mistake, but not point a finger. What I do is I, I talk to the person one-on-one. I don't go to somebody else and say, hey, do you know that they did this, that, and the other? And so my employees don't do that either. They will work it out between them. I don't need to know. If they've fixed it, they respect each other. It It's amazing when you give them that power to take care of themselves, how they do over the years i mean maybe it's not somebody that you have now but how do you handle you know maybe there's no issue with your authority as as the boss but they have interpersonal conflicts you know someone just thinks they do all the work and someone else isn't doing any of it or they just can't get along as a team how do you try to manage those relationships again it's just a matter of talking it through Are you laughing? Yeah, I was like, but foot out the door. Out the door. There's the door. Your ass is gone. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, if it's a toxic person, sometimes it can point back to one person. And you're just like, you know what? Yep. This person is, I mean, their attitude is permeating everyone. Right. Yep. I get that. And we've had that. Okay. You know, but you know what? I have long-term employees. Yeah, you do. I really do. I don't have turnover. There's a guy in my office that I have worked with since I worked for Gloria in 1991. He came in 1993. And it's not your husband? No. How can that be? (laughs) That's the other thing, the office scandal. I mean, that's what I see, too. As a woman, sometimes they assume, like, oh, there's no way she can have a subordinate or a co-worker that's a man and Mm -hmm. can't be something funny. That's the other thing I've I've seen. Right? It's it's so dumb. People... Watch your own bobber. Right? Oh, right. She's my husband's favorite Mine phrase. Too. Watch your own bobber. Mm-hmm. You know what? It doesn't affect you. Right? No, because so you... What can... do you care? Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, I want to talk to you, though, about um, working with your husband, because mm-hmm. that's what I have done for many years, and that is an interesting dynamic that a lot of people can't understand. And I... 
There have been times, but most of the time <laughs> I can't picture it any other way. This is like a career that we share. Right. So it's it's just a unique experience, but it's just almost weird to me that people don't. <laughs> they don't get it. Yeah. I mean, we built that business together. Yeah. It definitely took both of us. Mm-hmm. He's there now full time, but he wasn't all the time. You know, he worked with his brother. When his brother passed away, we kind of took a, a change. Um, that's when we owned the Beatles. Oh, that's and right. And we had that baseball team in Alexandria, and he did a lot there. And then we started bringing him on with integrity. And him being there has actually been better because he understands what you're going through. Correct. Mm-hmm. He sees. He sees what's happening, and, mm-hmm. and he gets it. Mm-hmm. And believe me, there are times I still want to, you know, mm, honey, you need to go. Yeah, you could go home <laughs> oh, yeah. early. You yeah. Will leave. you start supper? <laughs> right. that, pick that's it up. just going to happen. It that's is. just going to happen. Mm-hmm. No two people in this world are going to get along all the time. Right. No. No. And then, okay, I'll ask you a personal question at home. How do you stop the work talk? Because we have a hard time with that. Sometimes we, we do too. Because we both love it. But right. Then it's but just, you that's need what to. We talk about. But do you need to? I mean, do you need? You to? don't have to. But then sometimes it feels like that's all we talk about. Right. The kids are work. You know. Yeah, that's true. That's your life. It is. It's our livelihood. Hmm. You know, we love what we do, and I think a lot of it is because we love the people that we work with and work for, mm-hmm. and work with us at Integrity. And uh, we do shut it off, though. We have fun. <laughs> you know, we we like to do other things. Well, because you guys go on vacation, right? We you do. You winter a little bit. Not a little bit. A little bit. You just make sure you shut it off, right? Right. Especially when we leave the state, it's really easy to shut it off. Yeah. Oh, out of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably the key. You know, I stay in contact with my office no matter what. Always. Just because if they need me, I need them to know I'm right there. So how do you do that when you're on vacation? You say you stay in touch with them or you always stay. Do you just send an email? You send always. a text? Okay. Email, text. They can call me. If they need to, they know they can pick up the phone. But do they? Rare. Mm-hmm. Very rare. They can mm. take care of things themselves. Well, that and then they're, you know that they're good people that go. They are. You know what? She deserves some time off. Let's not bug her. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was really hard during COVID. Nobody got any time Oof. off. We were slammed. Oh, I know, Just slammed. And so last winter, January through March, I closed on Fridays at noon, just to give my people some reprieve. Some people were really receptive; thought that was a great thing. I had a couple people say, "Really, you know what? I I need you." And it's like, you know what? Can't you need me at ten o'clock in the morning? I need to do this for my people, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, because they can get so overworked and underappreciated. Yeah. Yep. And burnt out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, COVID was hard on everybody. <sighs> yeah. yeah. In very different ways. In yeah. very different mm-hmm. ways. So this was my way of showing my appreciation to them. And I would say 95% of the people thought that was awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. But 5% were complainers. Because I need to close. Can't you? I You know, people yeah. will say, can we close on Saturday? I'm like, mm, no. No, no, but that's a, so. a thing that you've talked about before, Joe, is just being able to set boundaries. And you said mm-hmm. you're really you good at to. that. I think I've not been the greatest at it. But as you've said, Jill, you know, with age comes different things. Now I'm a lot more able to just be like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, this is when I'm available to you. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I'm off. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing of it is, is after hours or Saturdays, 
you can't overnight. You can't wire out money. You can't cut checks. You can't record documents. And if there's a problem, who do you call? You're mm-hmm. calling your doctor because it's an emergency. Right. <laughs> it's like, that's my thing, too. It's yeah. like, I can respond to you, but it is not an emergency. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. They have to realize we do have a life outside of our career as much as you love your career. Yeah. You, you got to take care of yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you both being so in the real estate industry, I don't know how you do it because you've got people coming at you from all angles all the time. And I've never done it, nor do I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I just see that. And I mean, mine's a totally unrelated, but it is a 24-7 business. So I all get it. All of them are now. It happens all the time. It, it is. Everything is now. So everybody has their yeah. email on their phone yep. and employees work all the time. They do. And so you just got to make sure I like you're making sure that they get some time off. Like, they have to. Right. Because that makes them feel like, wow, you're not going to discount me. You're not saying I have to PTO this or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like you have just so much trust. A, it's a smaller company, so you can, right? It doesn't right. have to get so bureaucratic. Bureaucratic is the word I was looking at. I was like, bureaucracy, but where's it? Bureaucratic because they have to put in for PTO. And you just say, okay, it's okay. Just let me know. Yeah. I mean, Carrie got married and she can't get to Social Security office to change your name or to the driver's license it's like go yeah it's okay <laughs> and you're not like it's take your time right. out you know like mark yeah. your time out no yeah, it's just like whatever you don't <laughs> if you trust them they trust you back mm-hmm. and they respect you it's, yeah it's about respect mm-hmm. you know and and knowing they're going to get their stuff done and i think it's the same way with the clients knowing if they bring something to us we're going to get it done yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to do it immediately. And it doesn't have, right. you know, and there's things that come that are immediate. Right. But it's right. like, it's OK. We received your file and we'll work on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I would think um, post COVID, it, it has been tough to navigate for managers because everybody is now they've realigned their priorities. They, you know, some people really want to be home. Other people's hated being home or whatever. Um, so you've got to kind of go on a case by case basis. And right. I think the best managers are flexible in that right. way. If the job has that flexibility, mm-hmm. I can, I have got a whole studio at home so I can do my job from home almost all the time if I wanted to, but I pick and choose now because I like the connection of being here. I like being accessible to just talk something over instead of over email or Zoom meetings. I like to meet in person. Mm -hmm. But that's, I mean, I've now got the flexibility that it's my choice unless I have something that requires me to come in. Well, and you've said, Amy's told us in previous podcasts that she's kind of, you're the person that people come vent to. Oh, yes. yes, Yeah, everybody just, and do you feel like you're that in your office, Jill, or do you think that you're... That people do you think that everybody comes to vent to you, or do you think they just come when they need? I get it both. They'll come to vent, but you know what? They're close enough with one another. They'll vent with each other. You know, my daughter-in-law and son are there too. So how much do they really want to tell their mother? <laughs> None. <laughs> See, you know, so that's why I'm I'm glad they have those other people there. You know, there's four others. So how did you build that network to make them feel like obviously they can have that strength between them? Just letting them do their thing. You know what? Like I said, if they need to walk over to somebody else's desk and chat for a few minutes, so be it. 
it's not life ending. It's not going to stop production at the office. Right. I don't ever want them to feel uncomfortable if they're visiting. Mm-hmm. You know, I might still be doing my thing or somebody else is, but I don't think anybody is so worried about what the other person's doing. Good. Yeah. Because you obviously aren't. So it comes no. down from the top. Like right. you can walk by some employees that are sitting chatting and maybe you overhear that they're not chatting about work but it's like you just probably smile and say Correct. hey guys how's it going yeah and you walk by like it's okay yeah right just keep doing my thing i know it's not gonna be all day never right. is mm-hmm. you know so basically your big secret is relax relax people do you have uh big staff meetings and one-on-ones or how do you conduct your meetings we do get together uh-huh. It's pretty easy. Yeah. You know, well, you don't eight have of a us. huge staff. Yeah. yeah there's right. eight of us. That's still a lot. I don't have eight. And I still get together. <laughs> everyone. Like, oh. We do. Or if somebody else just thinks, hey, you guys, we need to talk through something here. They'll just send out an email and we'll all just visit. Yep. It's that easy. Yeah. It shouldn't be. No. It doesn't have to be something organized. You no. don't like have Monday morning. We meet and what's no. on tap for the week. Mm-mm. Holy smoke. Don't have to. Because we're just that connected. Wow. We live with that calendar. I know I do too, but I still have Monday morning staff <laughs> meetings. We still have like regular meetings, but then we have the things that pop up, like you said. Right. And then the, there's the one-on-ones. And I think those can be really important too, not only to give feedback to your employee, but also for them to tell you what right. you can do for them. You know, like, I, well, I really need you. You've been out doing this, 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 and I really need you to weigh in on whatever. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, right. to do sometimes i've kind of noticed as a broker owner that we the big thing is tuesday morning meetings and like bigger offices have them and i've tried them in my office and i i feel like even when i was at bigger offices too i feel like it people get lost in the mix and they feel that they're not about like they come for the sales meeting but they want to talk about more things than that that i've noticed i'm better off having a staff meeting like this needs to get done separately and then try to meet with agents and employees independently on the side just like hey one-on-one what's up and Mm -hmm. it it seems to be more personal like it's not even like they want to talk about sales it's almost like they just want to talk about themselves right which is okay which is fine and they might not want to share it with everybody in the room right that's so true Mm -hmm. yep let them make their decision and those sales meetings are awesome if you get full participation Right, because I noticed that they they seem to be like this, where it's like a conflict because some people want them all the time and they make them and then they're like, well, you don't have, we want it to be about this. They want it to be about that. It turns into a task for me to have something to go over where other people are stressed because they think they have to attend because other people are attending and it's like, you don't need to attend. And they're like, well, then if so-and-so is not attending, why do I need to attend? So it's, I kind of think they're old school. Yeah, it can be. Oh, I, I think so many are. So many are a waste of time. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> meetings. Really. Oh. Well, yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. You don't have like a typical structure. Like we always have to meet. It's like we'll meet if there's something going on. If the stuff's on fire, right. we all need to bring buckets, right? Right. But otherwise, do your thing. Do your mm-hmm. thing. That and or if you need a regular meeting, I feel like if you have a clear agenda and have it structured and keep it moving fast then it's okay. Otherwise, you just sit there. That's a great thing. All right, what do we need to cover? And then it just gets all, everybody gets into the weeds with a bunch of stuff. And then you've wasted everybody's time. (laughs) And also didn't (laughs) tackle the big problem. Right. Right. 
Mm-hmm. So agreed. We we try to do that. I I I just host one meeting a week, and it's usually thirty minutes or less, yep. and it's just. I try to keep it on track and sometimes it doesn't, but most of the time it's all right. Where are we at with this? Is this done? Yep. This is rolling. It's going good. This isn't as good. Let's improve this. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. It's really fast. Good question. I know we don't have a ton more time, but you talked about how do we improve this? Do you ever have any situations? I mean, obviously in the time that you've owned your business, you must have had to have where it's like, how do you get an employee or a staff member to improve on something without making them feel offended like oh mm. or it, have- it's it's a one-on-one thing and it's just about how you handle it you know you you never make somebody feel dumb mm-hmm. you know what unless you, you don't, don't like them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> do you want to make me feel dumb well well you made me ahead of coming <laughs> god no and and um a lot of them have taken continuing ed classes through the state um, I've taken a bunch. Mm-hmm. Stuart Title is amazing. They are our underwriter. I am the 23rd agent within this whole region that they signed, and that was in 1991. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I have a great relationship with them, and they are right there. We have amazing attorneys, and they will help my people, and they talk to you in layman's terms, and they don't make you feel dumb. And the guy who oversees me, he comes in every quarter and he offers up anything he can. For information. For information and things that are going to better our company, better my staff, gives us information to pass on to the realtors and the lenders. It's just a great flow from up above, even to me. And then you just pass that along. Absolutely. So if you... So you like essentially don't have a lot of like, hey, they need self-improvement or they got to work on this area. Mm-mm. Wow. That's I amazing. got great people. I know. So you can send them my way. I'll take them all. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, I would ask both of you, did you get a business or a management degree or training or education to get you where you are? And or if you didn't, did you do other things to further your education to be a leader on your own. I was uh, taking business administration and then pre-law. Okay. I truly thought I wanted to be a prosecuting attorney. And I interned here in town at the Douglas County Sheriff's Office. Kudos to law enforcement. They are the most amazing people ever. Working there for three months was an absolute eye-opener for me. In the fact that I don't want to deal with those nasty people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do it. I just, I have so much respect for law enforcement after working there. And so I just kind of shifted gears more into like um, family law, real estate law. And then I took that legal class here at Alec Tech and learned a lot about deeds and ah. documents and all of that stuff. And then at the time... The title company was located within the courthouse and it was owned by the employees in the courthouse and it was moved out. And I got an amazing opportunity to work for Bill Langner. I learned a lot from that man. Smart, smart, smart. And I think, too, because of the knowledge he provided me, I just fell in love with it and knew this is where I wanted to be. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Did oh. you take any management or business um, school? This woman worked her full head off. 
farm. <laughs> yeah. I well, I know she's yeah. hardworking Minnesota farm girl. Right? Amen. <laughs> yeah, I did grow up on a farm, and I love. I'm a project junkie, so that's kind of my hidden little <laughs> not hidden gem. But that's what I do is my decompression, and I did a lot of that when I was on the farm and I was milking cows. I remember drawing houses and stuff, and I thought I was going to be an architect. And then I got into college and I started waitressing and I really had a knack for sales is what I found out, which I never even thought at all. And I made a lot of money in in tips and stuff. And then somebody said, have you ever thought about real estate? As I was waitressing, I'm like, what? They're like, you would be a great realtor. And I'm like, what? I like houses. And so I just thought about it and I'm like, okay, so I went and bought an investment property because I just thought, well, maybe I should think about houses and remodeling and investments. And then I was like, well, that actually went really well. Maybe I should get my real estate license. And that's kind of how it happened is. And while I was a realtor, I went back and I thought I needed my business management degree and I got it after the fact. And I really don't think it benefited me that much. No. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm asking. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't have my four year degree either. And yet I've risen up and I, I'm not here to poo poo it, but I don't think it's always necessary. No. No. I honestly think a psychology class would have benefited me more. For a lot of like, counseling 101. So right? I mean, even talking to you, that's yep. kind of what you've said is the mystery to the success of being a woman leader is truly just keep your composure. And keep, love people. Keep it cool, right? And just mm-hmm. let them vent. Right. And it's not you, it's them. It's all psychology. Like, hey, I'm not taking what you got going on with me. I'm going to sit and listen to it, but I'm going to let it bounce off. Mm-hmm. And... You're mm-hmm. going to go on your way. I'm going to go on my way. And if it doesn't work out, it's okay. Like, right. Not going to take it personal. And trust me, I've been hurt. Oh, yeah. You know, being a woman leader isn't always the best. People have said things. And you know what? Sometimes you can't shut it off. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. But you know what? You, you pray and you just got to let it go. But you know what? We're human. And people sometimes don't know what they've said to you. That's made you hurt. So it isn't always just tulips, unicorns, and M&Ms. <laughs> <laughs> but those and are the things flops. that you're and working through, which unfortunately right. we still have to do today. Right. And then you don't even probably realize that then you're going to pave a path yep. for the next people. Right. And the next people. And then hopefully, like my daughters are 15 and 16. I don't want them to have to prove themselves no. just because... They're women, you know, just Mm -hmm. prove yourself because you're awesome. Right. Right. Prove yourself because you're a natural leader and you're good at that role. And I think I'm not saying all women are better leaders by any means than men, but I do think it makes them unique and very strong leaders because we're in tune to emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it doesn't have to be that we're emotional or we cry or but you understand like, okay, that person's dealing with a big thing at home right now and i get it and it's kind of i think we can compartmentalize that Mm -hmm. i agree completely we have female hormones yeah right (laughs) our our ceo uh jenny morris i Mm -hmm. saw her speak and i just my jaw hit the floor and that was well before i came to work here and i was like i would love to work for that woman and the word she kept saying was integrity in her in her speech and it was just like be a leader by your example and, you know, strengthen your knowledge and stuff like that. It was amazing. It took me a long time. Yeah. And it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to be called because I wanted boss lady. That too. (laughs) 
<laughs> we called boss lady. Boss lady. Um, so we went with that word integrity. I looked at a lot of words, but you know what? That one word says a lot. And my dad carved me a plaque and gave it to me when we opened. And it's still in my office. And it says, doing what's right, even when no one is watching. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's exactly what integrity is. And our office has it. My people have it. Our clients have it. You know what? It's it's the grace of God, too. It really is. We all have to have some foundation. Mm-hmm. And without integrity, you ain't got nothing. That's true. I'm going to give an amen so to that. Thank you so much for sharing your yeah. knowledge and experience with us. This is so fun to chat with you. You guys are really great. love it. Jill Wagner, Integrity Title, Alexandria, Minnesota. Tell us how we can find you. We are at 2209 Jefferson. We are online at integritytitleinc.net. Or just stop by. We always have candy. Chocolate. She likes Mm. chocolate. (laughs) And you, Joe, tell people where to find Real Estate by Joe. Real Estate by Joe, downtown by Big Ole, online as as well. Realestatebyjoe.com, hardworking Minnesota farm girl. And as always, we try to sell faster. All right, go boss ladies. Go. (laughs) To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. Paying bills on time? Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at Fannie Mae.com slash credit education. Hey! 